Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. I am Steve Azar, and it's that time for another Mississippi Minute. Reminding you folks, like I always do, all the many wonderful, fantastic things to do right here in Mississippi. Go to visitmississippi.org. Trust me, you won't regret it. Well, today my guest was just a little behind me in school growing up at St. Joe Greenville. The Wonder Years version of him, as I recall so vividly at the time, could generate a reason for us all to smile and keep on smiling. Seems like what I do for a living is a little bit more in line when it comes to quote-unquote entertaining a crowd of faithfuls and getting a rave review, which is what I crave, you know. But my profession pales in comparison. I'd been gone for a while or maybe not paying attention like I should have been when I heard the glorious news that he was being ordained to the priesthood. Looking back, his family, his upbringing, his deep commitment of spirituality, it was all right there, right there in front of us. As sure as I was called to the stage, he was called to the altar. So let's get to it and welcome into the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, my dear old friend, an offspring, I may add, from one of the most wonderful families that Delta has ever known, and a graduate of the Fighting Okra at Delta State University, like me, and running the show in Oxford at St. John's, and has been for many years, Father Joe Tonus. Hey, Father. Hey, good morning, Steve. You know, I don't know how this is going to go. I, I'm having these... Uh, well, I guess the best way to explain it is this. I'm having some flashbacks, and when I saw you at church when Adrian was in college, the first time that I'd seen you uh, just do your thing so splendidly, I was so moved. I wanted to come up and hug on you and just, you know, like climb on you like the old days, and uh, then I stopped myself because I said, I can't do that to Father, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to let you know it's great to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to catching up. I appreciate it, Steve. Yeah, I mean, hugs are always welcome, but I'm like five foot tall, so I always just go straight <laughs> in the armpit anyway. So thank you. I appreciate that, bro. Oh, I love it. Well, I do want to send a shout-out to your brothers, Robbie and Chris. Every year mm. at the Delta Soul, they are always so generous uh, in donating a piece of jewelry they either make or get for us, and we've made a lot of money with it, and I just wanted to say hello to them and, and your family. But uh, I'm excited to catch up because, first of all, you know – this is something I never thought about. You know, I was gone to do my thing in Music City, trying my best, and all of a sudden I look back and I heard this great news that, because uh, I knew you graduated Delta State, 
And I know right. that you were uh, in the business sector for a while. Tell, take me back to sort of when it happened, and was this a, a, a calling that was, you know, knocking on the door a little at a time, a light tap, or did it just knock you over the side of the head and go, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I'll sum up a, 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 a cosmic call from God in 15 seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> We have a Mississippi you minute. Know. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, you, you know, you and I grew up, uh, you know, Catholic families, Lebanese families. I hope I didn't out you as a Lebanese. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just very very much, you know, that was part parcel of who we were, this, this Catholic faith. And uh, went to the Catholic schools, and, uh, man, it was probably my whole life as a kid, you know, being a little altar server. And, and back in the day, I mean, I know people won't believe this, but I think we had like four priests at one time. In Greenville, uh, I'm thinking four right. or five. Yeah, at one time, I mean that that's just phenomenal. And uh, they're all they all sort of inspired me. You know, most of them from Ireland. They uh, had you know just this uh, sort of otherworldly quality about them. But uh, I remember uh, I remember just thinking about it. The nuns. We actually had the habited nuns back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they encouraged all of us. I mean, I know your class too. I mean, they always you know at least talk to us boys about thinking about being a priest. And uh, so it played in the back of my mind. But uh, man, it was probably eleventh grade where uh, we had a priest. You remember Father Jerry Hurley? Oh yeah. And uh, Hurley decided he wanted to take four of us young guys down to uh, St. Ben's in Louisiana for a uh, come and see weekend, just kind of a. I guess more of a you know just a, a day in the life of of of, of a you know seminarian. So we uh, we went down myself and three other guys from St. Joe Greenville, and uh, by the time it was over, we're going back with Hurley. And I looked at the other guys and went, "Hey, what do y'all think?" Because I was really inspired, man. I I thought it was beautiful. I said, "Anybody thinking about being a priest?" All three of them said, "Nah." I went, "Yeah, no, nah, me neither." <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do this by myself, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think long story short, though, uh, really, it, it was something I've always cultivated as a sense of prayer. And uh, finally, I went back to Father Hurley. I mean, I, let's just say I graduated from Delta State, got a degree in graphic design. Right. And man, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to do album covers. I wanted to do a Steve Azar album cover. You can I still do that. I mean, I Is that why? We'll make it happen. Do, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing, uh, I was doing posters for bands like Eli. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Back in the day, and, yeah, and, and, and the Tangents, and uh, man, I did artwork for Malcolm White down at Hallam House. One day I walked in as freelance, <laughs> and he goes, "We don't need you anymore." I said, "Oh man, what happened? <laughs> you didn't like my work?" He goes, "No, man, we just got this Mac computer. It doesn't." 20 minutes what it takes you two weeks and uh god just kind of god just kind of put a monkey wrench in it so i went to father hurley again i'm 22 23 years old i go to father hurley and i said uh you know what do you think and he said man he said give it give it a year working in the field you love and if you feel like god is still calling you then go ahead and enter into seminary. And so I finished out that year uh, working mm. freelance, worked at an artist co-op that's no longer existent, held a few part-time jobs. And, uh, you know, 
you know, I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan, but one morning I woke up and put on the radio Jackson Classic Rock Station. It was that Bob Dylan song, you know, uh, that, that has that line, uh, he who isn't busy being born is busy dying. Yeah. And uh, I just woke up, man. I just said, I think uh, I think I'm going to look into the, the priesthood. I gave the location director a call, and I, I told him, I said, here's the deal, man. Um, I'm, I want to do it. I said, well, they said, well, we have your application from when you were 17. <laughs> so, I mean, we've been waiting for you. And wow. I said, uh, well, I'm going to try it. But if 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 I don't like it, if this first year is just awful, then uh, then I'm not going to come back. And they said, give it a year. So I went to seminary up in the cold north. I mean, we have snow all around us. It was this way from, I, I guarantee you, from August until May. Uh, freaking Narnia up there. Where and, was, uh, Father, where was it? You went to seminary. It's Mundelein Seminary up there in uh, just northwest of Chicago. Okay, it, yeah. it, it might as well be in, in Canada, but uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful seminary. Um, but uh, you know, community life, some of the rigors of discipline, the personal challenge, the spiritual challenge. Uh, it was an international seminary, so coming to kind of uh, you know embrace uh, and, and and be challenged by people from the Congo, from Nigeria from Vietnam, from China, uh, Guatemala, uh, way out of my Greenville, Mississippi, wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hated that year. I mean, it was absolutely just awful. And I told God at the end of the year, yeah, I'm coming back. Because it was, it was, it was my kind of cross to bear. So uh, anyway, 1994, I'm ordained at St. Joe Greenville. And uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, God hadn't told me to, to stop yet. So uh, here I am. No, you can't stop now. We're talking to Father Joe Tonus, uh, one of my comrades growing up, dear friend growing up. Uh, just barely. Joe, were you one year behind me? Just one year, right? One year. That's right. Just sometimes I can't remember the classes. Yeah, you were with uh, Ricky Omi and that that whole group. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, you yeah. were a basketball player, and, and I gave you water and watched your brow. <laughs> yeah, I was all right. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Coach, Coach Harris still regrets all the shots that I like to take. <laughs> he was, you know, I got to. We've gotten to really get to know him over the years, and and I wrote the song "The Coach" with a, bud, a couple buddies of mine in Nashville. I couldn't wait, and he was on my mind the whole time because I had all this regret that I wasn't, I just wasn't paying attention enough to what he was trying to to teach, and all I saw was the green light. You know what I mean? And now in, in right. this, this day and age, as far out as I shot, and I, I got to live vicariously through Adrian who your nephew okay. would be doing it was on the bench with us and he was helping keep stats with me when I was coaching semi coaching on the side just really driving referees nuts but I wanted to spend that time with Adrian but he made up for all of the threes that I wish I would have made because uh they didn't exist back then but man he was a machine so I got to enjoy it through him and it was a lot, it's a lot better watching your kids and watching the people in your family as you know do things oh, yeah. that you wish you could do because it's just so much more rewarding father we're going to take a break we're in a mississippi minute father joe tonus st john's oxford mississippi uh just loved his sermons and we've been watching them online you know during all this time you've been our go-to priest i just wanted to let you know it's just you've been in our homes and our hearts go to visit mississippi.org that's going to be what's in your heart and your soul so many wonderful things to do right here william faulkner the home is right there where father joe is you're in the keep mississippi beautiful studio we'll be right back
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Flying down that levee road. As we're rolling down a Mississippi Minute, go to visit Mississippi.org. So many wonderful things to do that are right there in front of you. Trust me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. With Father Joe Tonus, Oxford, Mississippi, St. John's, always in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. He's keeping his church beautiful. Father, you mentioned some things about the four to five priests when when you and I grew up. We did have, they were all there. One, you never knew who was doing mass at 5.30. We had the next morning, you know, we had three masses in the morning, right? And then one in the late afternoon. You know, who was doing the funeral, who was doing the weddings, you know, there was always, you know, you could spread yourself and not spread yourself thin. So it was pretty thick back then. So how do you juggle being by yourself when people die, people get married, people uh, become Catholic, people, you know, you know what I mean? Go to communion. You've got confirmation. You've got confession. You've got all of these things, all your masses. How does you know? You got to pay the bills. You got to be a businessman, which you were built to do with your family, especially. But how do you do it? Yeah, you know, to be honest, it's kind of like I would ask you, how do you do what you do? I mean, yes, I mean, just a very act of writing music <laughs> man I, I couldn't even write a limerick uh but uh, i so for me sometimes it's, it's just kind of like innate like a friend of mine said he was born to fly planes he got behind the cockpit just do it i'm like how the heck is that so i agree with you that. know i'm not i'm not bragging but i mean i like doing it i like doing all of it but back in the day too a lot of those guys they're almost like specialists so I mean, they would do the masses, and they'd do the funerals, weddings, that sort of thing. But then uh, we had, like, the youth guy. I mean, we would have, like, you know, the priest that would hang out, you know, at the schools, and, you know, usually it would be, like, one of the younger priests, God love him, Father Gene Chatney. I yeah. mean, you know, that, that was, you know, that was one of the guys that would be kind of connected to the youth. That was kind of his deal. So uh, right now, I think the interesting thing is is that you know now i'm like now your priests are like a, a general practitioner you don't have a lot of specialists so you got a great guy down there father aaron oh he's just, wonderful uh, yeah man he, he's like a renaissance man i mean this guy I'm, I'm very proud of him but uh you know he has to do a little he has to, like say paul says be all things to all people and uh so things don't get done as well in some areas and then some things get done you know, a little bit better in some areas, but uh, I, I, I don't think we have the specialist. But uh, I like what I do, and to be honest, I like to talk about Mississippi, man. I mean, seriously, if you pace yourself, I mean, it's not like living in Chicago. Yeah. I, I could take care of, you know, things that need, need to be taken care of, but also, you know, just kind of enjoy being here in Oxford as well. Yeah. You know, you... You're bringing up a point that reminds me of an article. You talk about the Lebanese. Our families go way, way back. Our grandparents talk so Southern. It was almost like they invented the Southern slang, right? You think about it. But, but uh, you know, my, my grandparents were, baby darling, my dad's so slow. Ta- oh, Steve, y'all drink plenty yeah. of Gatorade. Y'all got a game tonight. You know, so slow. And, I, you know, I was hanging around a lot of the blues musicians, and I think my my they were like, Give me a pack of Filter King Cool, Tall Budweiser, give me some nachos. And I, so I got used to talking like that, I think, because I was around them so much when I was learning. But um, you think about our folks, there was a, a Thomas 
kid. It goes to Ole Miss, and I want to interview him uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote this great article about our Jimmy. background, yeah. right? And uh, it just kind of circulated online, and I didn't realize, but it made a lot of sense how our fam- our families and the Lebanese that came over in the late 1800s, early 1900s, well over 100 years ago, they were wanted to work for themselves. So they would strap stuff on their back. They'd go sell. They'd sleep in barns. Next thing yep. you know, they got a, uh, a cart. Next thing you know, they got a brick and mortar. I mean, it was very interesting because our multitasking is what I call it. When you have passion for something that, like you do and like I do, it never feels like it's work. I'm getting to a point here because you're, you're making a great point. That right. it, that's the easy part. The easy part is getting and doing whatever it takes you're doing it in the name of the Lord. I hope that what I'm doing, uh, obviously, everything we do needs to be centered around God and Jesus and, and all that. And, and so we do know that. And I do focus on that. But I can selfishly tell you a lot of times I do wear the burden and put have all the weight. And I realize sometimes, what am I doing? So I, you have to point all things toward uh, our Lord and Jesus Christ. And then things sort of work out and then work really hard. I, I'm, I'm all over the map right now. Am I making any sense? No, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, you know, yes, that's a good point, man. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, you and I grew up in the same old youth. I mean, you know, the the 1970s, 80s were were a a time of change in the culture and also in the church. And, uh, you know, we uh, we got some good religion, but also, you know, we, I mean, you know, I, I probably couldn't quote a lot of scripture when I was in 10th grade, but I could probably quote a lot of Gap Band songs. And uh, so, <laughs> Gap Band. Me. So, <laughs> it's so true. So, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I, it, it was just a, a just kind of a, like a ball of clay rolling through, you know, sand. It, it picked up a lot of stuff. And, and I realize now that as I get older and responsible for the formation of hearts and souls and consciences, but sometimes what I thought was being real cool and relevant really might be more distracting. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, to the point where, you know, there's a young lady, she's, you know, she's great, she's writing music, and, uh, you know, I thought about, you know, re- referring some songs and artists that I like to her, but I got to thinking, is this the right message? Is this an endorsement from her priest? Is this, you know, are these lyrics somehow, right. you know, on the same level as you know something that would be of theological virtue? So, uh, so I said, no, I think I'll just turn it over to Steve Azar. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you were a cartoonist as well at Delta State. Am I? Uh, am I? Am yeah. I? I'm pretty sure I you remember that. Right? You were the guy. Oh, yeah. When did you start oh, yeah. doing all that? Oh man, this yeah again a lot of misspent youth, Steve. Uh, yeah, I, I man, I'm the biggest comic book geek. I mean, you 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 go into you know go to my shishma, which is Lebanese for bathroom, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know there, there's always a comic book in there. So uh, one of the most controversial was when I was at Delta State. I, I remember I did, this, I by the way. Yeah, man, I was the cartoonist, a priest, and I was. Constantly being pulled into the, uh, Chancellor White's or President White's office, or you know, getting dressed down by the editorial board. And <laughs> I remember I did one about uh, if John Bo- Bon Jovi was Pope. I mean, this was so '80s, and the pr- 
priest in Cleveland at the time denounced me from the altar, and he said, I've never seen Conus here at Mass, and he's sacrilegious in making the Pope look like John Bon Jovi. And uh, it really helped my social life. A, I went to Mass in Greenville. I didn't go to Mass in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, B, it's called satire. You check into it. And yeah. C, one of the pom-pom girls found out that, you know, this guy was so bad, the priest was denouncing him from the pulpit. So she came to my door and wanted to meet me. So <laughs> I would just say, you know. <laughs> now, listen, wait a minute. But, wait, wait. You're bringing back a memory. When that happened, did you not have, where was, I saw, it was like the Steve Azar band somewhere on it. Oh, yeah, you probably were in there. You probably no, were in there. No, I was, because yeah. somebody reposted that. Like a few years ago, and I remembered that, and that was you that did that. That's I did, right. Yeah, I did one for you too because oh, your, your I love you. brother Joe had the barn, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I also did freelance work for him. And uh, Joe, being the good entrepreneur, said, "You know, I'll pay you in beer and chips." So I went, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's all oh, we want." <laughs> thank you, sir. I'll pay- <laughs> I love it. I lo- all right, Father, we're so going to take a yeah. break. We're going to go into the break because you and I can keep rolling. But listen, this is a part of the segment of the show that you get to play DJ. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I am with Father Joe Tonus, St. John's, Oxford, Mississippi. That's what I'm talking about. And visitmississippi.org is where you're going to find out what you're going to do this weekend. Trust me. Trust me. Father, would you like to hear Mm -hmm. our friend Marty Stewart or our friend Dorothy Moore into the break? Man, I'm going to go with Dorothy Moore. Absolutely. Marty, we love you, and he's uh, we're going to say a little special prayer to his wife Connie going through a tough time right now in Nashville, but I think she's on the mend as well. You're in the Mississippi Minute with Father Joe Thomas. We'll be right back. Hey folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap and go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires or you can contact your local branch. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We are in a Mississippi Minute. Rolling down with Father Joe Tonus. I I have uh, just took confession. Okay, I'm lying. I need to confess that now. We're on our break, but uh, I know I need it. I do need it. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, and one thing we all need to do for sure is go to visit Mississippi.org 
so many cool culturally historical things that were made and born and raised right here on our sacred soil we call Mississippi. Father Joe Tonus, we're digging into, we just started talking about our, our background. When I had my first hit before, so it was 9-10, the day before 9-11, and I was the most added or one of the top two most added songs in all of radio. I had a false attempt in the mid-90s with an independent label. I had fought my way back to this opportunity, and I was on Universal, big label at the time, which was going to become Universal. It was Mer- Mercury Records with Shania Twain and Willie and everybody. And I thought, here it is. The next morning I wake up, and I'm watching the Twin Towers fall. And I sat there, I think, for two weeks. And the record didn't matter anymore. Nothing mattered. And I kept feeling like, you know, selfishly, I'm going like it happens every time, you know. Something stops me. And this is obviously bigger than me. And I know that. And I was just devastated like so many people were. But the next thing I start hearing is, you know, other record labels' jobs were – to take whatever they could ammunition and talk to radio about not playing their their competitors records so of course the name azar comes up and uh you know my dad used to go, used to go you need to change your name to your middle names like thomas and be like danny thomas and i go man i love the name azar it's cool so anyway I'll, i'm dealing with that and i'm getting upset and i'm going like we've been over here my grandparents are my grandparents in their military uniforms and my dad and and I'm just worked up you know what I mean like we are as American and Mississippi as it gets right so I dealt with that controversy and I don't want to delve too far into this but I do want to talk about as a priest and what we've gone through you've gone through a similar which is which is way on another level obviously but when it's so unjust and you've got to get up in the morning like I did and go to radio and I have a lot of great friends in radio I've made over the years. But, like, we, how do you deal with what's going on out there, especially when it, uh, a different region or a part of the world, here comes, you know, I, I, I have a hard time saying it. But you have to get up in the morning and deal with that, and you have to talk to your congregation about, you know what we're talking about. Right. Help me here. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... I'm very proud of, of my Lebanese heritage. Somebody told me, you know, we hear about you being Lebanese, Greenville, and your daddy more than we hear about God sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, 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 you know, very proud of it. And we were brought up to be proud of it. And I have no regrets. But uh, I, I think, you know, one thing is that, for me, is that, you know, there's a lot of prejudice out there and some Sometimes it's just because of misinformation, and sometimes it's it's because there's just a bad rep, and and there's a broad rush on it. So, so man, it's like in uh, 2001, the Twin Towers came down, and you know, me being you know Lebanese, I've got a big nahid, big nose, and cut the dark hair, and you know, my first name is Habib. You know, none of that's helpful, and uh, you know. I, I, I flew into Mexico with a full-blooded Mexican priest to do some recruiting, and when we flew back out at Houston, he went through the the customs like a hot knife through butter, and my fees, he got held up overnight with the Arab scan. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, the Mexican priest was just laughing. He said, I can't believe it. Man. I, I said, I don't know, but I got a free steak dinner in the hotel, so hey, who yeah. won that one? But, uh but then the next year, unfortunately, I'll talk about this real bit briefly. It was that uh, Boston Globe, you know, report on the priest scandal, the, the second right. clergy 
So I was told even at the Chantry at the time, downtown Jackson, by the Vicar General, he said, "Look, man, don't wear your collar around. You know, it's it's uh, it's it, you know, it's it's just bad." I went, "No," I said. You know, I didn't shave the beard last year, and I'm not going to stop wearing the collar this year. I mean, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not. I'm. You know, I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be afraid of what people's prejudices are. And uh, but you know, here's here's the thing, and, and and it might be controversial, but the gospel is, and you know, Christ. You know, he, he hung on the cross for such, such things. But uh, one of the things I've been challenging myself to do is to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, available to uh, folks from Mexico, immigrants and migrants. And that's just been dropped in my lap over the past maybe seven years mm-hmm. up here in North Mississippi. And learning, you know, just some rudimentary Spanish and being sensitive to their cultures. Man, looking at them, and I hate to be, you know, kind of patrician about it but but kind of remind me of our family steve like you know yeah. you know the generosity the warmth the humor sort of the you know you know if you eat my food you're part of my family uh and you know i i think that's where we we have to begin is is to be you know not not so scared but uh to uh to at least you know you know seek to 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 be you know on a familiar you know like family to to be right. open to others you know you bring up a point for talking to father joe tonus and uh we're going heavy right now but sometimes you got to do it <laughs> uh you, you talk about where we grew up do you think the fact that you and i grew up next to the jewish synagogue the you know the chinese the yeah. african-american the the, you know, the white the, the everything you know all the the the, the italians I mean, we were a hotbed. You talk about Chicago, you, except mm-hmm. for the weather, you should have felt pretty much at home when it came to culture, right? There's mm-hmm. What is it about the Delta? I mean, and forget that. As a songwriter, I know what it is about the Delta and Mississippi in general for me that inspires me. But it's the people and the characters and just their constant characters coming, but there's just so many, you know different ethnicities that have been down here forever and don't you think that played a huge role in our development and who we are today of accepting everybody yeah yeah and i I think you know the other thing is uh you know people kind of use the term white privilege and i you know we can we can argue for days you know about that (laughs) in some kind of academic way but you know there's part of it too is is coming from a, a culture that is so rich in ethnicity as the delta I mean, really, it's just not by showing up that you're given privilege. It, it's it's by, you know, adapting a little bit. It's by, you know, accepting a little bit. But also, you know, saying, also, I have something to offer. I mean, you know, I mean, you know Steinmark started in Grandville. I mean, it's I know. now, unfortunately. I don't yeah. know where to buy my polo underwear I on know. discount. Oh, uh, no, you can't. But, <laughs> oh, well, you can edit that. But, uh, I, I, <laughs> Sorry. But, but, uh, you know, the Jewish population, the Chinese population there, I mean, I don't know how many small Mississippi towns back in the 70s had Chinese restaurants like we did. I know. Uh, you know, hot tamales, I mean, we had great Hispanic folks down there, and, and Hispanic folks, Mexican folks went to school with us, of course. But uh, the best hot tamales were made by the black folks. Oh, and, there's and, no know, doubt. So, yeah. You know, I, I think that we, we just learned that we all had something to offer instead of like, hey, here I am, you know, you know, just, you know, accept me. And uh, I think we, we never, you know, took for granted, you know, the privilege of being, right. you know, uh, 
born in this world, born in the United States, and born in the Delta. For you on the altar, as you evolve, and I feel like you're very progressive in your nature. You've always been. Um, and with what's going on with the pandemic and this last year and you having to go virtual and looking at your church being half full or a third full and, you know, how have you dealt with this? And what's your advice to your parishioners on a personal level uh, that have been struggling through all this? You know, you look at my mom and dad, they they live for going to mass every day and that's been taken away. So what do you talk? How do you how do you keep people on point day by day? But uh Hey, I appreciate your mom uh, following me on Facebook. Every once in a while, she gives me a thumbs up, maybe even a heart. She loves you. <laughs> I'm like, hey, there's Miss Bird. We're so right. proud of you. Yeah, so she I did loves good you. today. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, we're just kind of, this guy, I know Scott Lear here in the parish. I mean, he, he works with our youth. And, and he said this, so I'm going to attribute to him. He said, you know, sometimes life is like walking through a dark tunnel, and you can't see the light in the tunnel. And you're not given any kind of big, you know, mag light to go. You've got like a pin light, and you just have to put it in front of your foot and go where that next light drops. And uh, that's kind of where we are. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what the situation is. But I think, you know, doing the Facebook Live stuff or virtual mass, providing the sacraments the best I could, I was like uh you know, uh, Lucy and Peanuts last year, I was, you know, before you could go into church, I was just sitting outside with two chairs here in confessions for two hours a day, just sitting out there around the force. And uh, non-Catholics would come up, and one guy says, what do you think you're doing? I said, I'm here in confession. He goes, my church doesn't believe in confession. We go straight to Jesus. I said, well, good for you. We do, too. And he started talking about his life, and next thing I know, he was sitting there confessing to Jesus. So, he I mean, didn't even you know, know it. <laughs> that's, how good you, that's how good you are. <laughs> That's how good you are. Well, you know, you just sit there, and I think it's being available. Like, you know, you said, you know, you, you, you show up and there's an act, and they, they need someone to, to perform. I mean, you just, you're available. That's, here I am, Lord. That song you used to sing back in the day, man. Here I am, Lord. We're with Father Joe Tonus. We're going to be right back in Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Visit Mississippi.org. Come see my country trail marker, number 32, down in Greenville. It's one of the many spots. Hang out at Jim's Cafe for a minute. We appreciate you. We'll be right back. Don't worry. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Flying down that levee road. I'm talking to Father Joe Tonus. Uh, Father Joe, let's talk about, let's go to the next level, because I love talking about this. I do believe that in every tragic situation, um, that that there is an appearance at some point of a silver lining. And I believe in that. That's how I write my songs. I believe that a lot of my songs are definitely brought, by a tough, brought on by a tough situation. That's how I'm inspired. And then I, I write myself out of it, and I always there's a silver lining of hope. And maybe this, for instance, you know, the music industry, 
um, has had to figure out something to do to record, and it's gotten to be where we can zoom each other. I've got a 65-inch TV screen in my studio now, and then the big iMac, and we talk to each other. We listen in real time through a link online, so through the speakers. It's like literally we're in the room, seeing each other, hearing what we need to hear, and uh, I think that that's going to become a way of the future. It's going to allow us to get work done quicker without having to all be in a room together and all that. What's going to, with the church, is there anything you feel like, will you stay online now maybe? Is there anything technologically speaking that you feel like could be a silver lining to reach more, reach the masses better? Well, you know, I, I, I believe everything is, as far as church is concerned, is soul to soul, eye to eye, hand to hand. So, I mean, there's nothing like human contact. I um you know, I, I talked about this last week, you know, uh, during my homily. Uh, you know, the jazz musician John Lurie um, had yeah. this new show on HBO Max, and he was talking about him doing his own, you know, production, looking at a camera, and how just looking at a camera instead of looking at a human being, you know, makes him worse and worse a person. And that's what I'm afraid of, is that, you know, we just become, you know, a little bit desensitized to human interaction. So... I think technology is good for a broader thing. Even with music, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, I could listen to your a CD or, you know, uh, watch one of your videos, but it's nothing like going and sitting in the room where you I have agree. to interact with people and, you know, you can look at the drummer and you can, you know, you can see the, the audience's reaction. You know, it's just, I think church is the same way. It's, it's you know, Christ can come to you anyway he, he needs, but I think... If we get too comfortable just looking on screens, you know, we might we might be putting up a you know a, a block to that relationship I get, with Christ. I That's get just that. me. I get no. I, me. I totally agree with you. And there's nothing like being there. So we we are the touchy, huggy, feely type. You know, we Mississippi high fiving and hugging. And <laughs> it, it, okay, let me ask you this: uh, before we get out of here, St. Mm-hmm. John's, how does it happen? You know, when did you've been there a long time? Take me through sort of a, a quick minute of a minute and a half, two minutes of how it's evolved. Well, when I got here, we had a small church. It probably, you know, could could uh, squeeze in 100 people, and it was dilapidated. It was built in 1942 to be a temporary structure until they could build a permanent church. And then uh, in 2005, I knocked it down <laughs> because, like that, like, there's a I don't know what stable it is, but you know, you know, people are like, oh well, this church is fine, and then they get in there like it's too crowded, then they leave and not think about it again. So I said, if you knock the thing down, they're going to need one. So we built the church in 2008. <laughs> it, it sat 375, and we built an office complex, and then I had to add another 200 something seats. So now we can sit 600. Ironically. We can only get 150 in now because of the pandemic um, guidelines. But uh, we have, you know, 430, 440 families, I believe, and then wow. we have a bunch of folks that call Oxford. They're home away from home on the weekends, and right. then 1,300 students who identify as Catholic. So, man, I love it. It's, 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 it's a good deal right now. Let me tell you what. I've been to Mass there with you, and you pack the house. I mean, you pack the house, and it's your homilies are so relevant and in touch and I, I hang on to every word and that's the truth and and not only because i feel like if i don't hang on every word you're looking at me you're gonna go wake up, wake up steve 
Wait, what are you doing? See, you're, you're a back row Catholic. I never look at golf. <laughs> I am a back row. Yeah, I don't know why we sit back there, but you're right. You know, I actually, I actually sat toward the front recently, and I think Father Aaron just kind of looked up and went, oh, I think we had to be in the very front. He looked up like, I think he stopped Mass for 15 minutes to go like, who are y'all? We're usually hiding behind one of the big, you know. <laughs> what do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, in our church in Greenville, you know, we've got the big columns, and if you sit in a certain spot, you can't oh, see yeah. anything. Hey, Steve, let me say one thing. Yeah, Father. Let me, I, I just want to say something, because uh, this is what I appreciate about you, among other things, is that there's a lot of songs from Mississippi artists that talk about leaving Mississippi or one day wanting to come back home. Dude, you did it. You made the commitment. So thank you for coming back to this state. This is the, People ask me why I don't go to another diocese or another state, because I love Mississippi. Yeah. And I'm glad you made the com- commitment to come back home. So well, we're, bl- we're blessed say. that we're able to do it, I promise you, and we're just getting started. So it's like I told Governor Reeves, or I actually sent him a little mm-hmm. note, saying that how much I appreciated him keeping me on as a music and culture ambassador of the state. It means so much to me. I didn't move here just to move back in song. I want to make a difference and be relevant and uh, make an impact on so many people and use my talents and my voice that, that, that I've been given. So I really appreciate him for allowing me to stay in this role that means so much to me. Pretty dang cool. Love you, Father. Thank you so much. Love you too, Steve. God bless, man. Go to visitmississippi.org. Please check it out. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio with Father Joe Tony. I'm Steve Azar. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.